Hey, it's Junkman Radio. Um, on the phone with me, I'm really, really, really glad an old friend and of all of us here, uh, I have uh, Megadeth bassist David Elfson. How you doing, Dave? Hey, Junkman. How are you, buddy? Good. Welcome to Junkman Radio. Glad to be here, man. We chat often, and uh, we haven't chatted in a while, <laughs> so it's yeah. good to get caught up. Yeah, man. You are like probably the busiest guy. I think I've done more show prep with you than I have with any guest that I've had in quite a while, because you've got so much going on right now, man. You are one busy dude. Dude, I'm very blessed. It's uh, You know, when I, um, I think I was telling you earlier just off the air, you know, we just made the announcement I've got this new memoir coming out, More Life with Death. And, and as I was writing, I, really, I literally wrote it in about a week. No I wrote it last year. We were out doing a coffee tour in the Midwest, and I was coming back home to uh, Arizona where I live. And, and my partner, Tom, and I, he, he said, he goes, dude, let's, let's write a book. It's time for another book. And, um, and I literally, I, was, I took a couple of flights and some trips, and I literally just like sort of vomited this book out all over my computer. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, in fact, I was talking to Head. I, I did a, a Comic-Con with Head. It was called Days of the Dead back in, in, in Chicago. It was me, uh, Brian Welch and, and Charlie Benante and had like three books out and, and I've got, I have two out and I'm like, man, I gotta get going. This guy's like, this guy's like a literary fiend, you know? And, and, and so I told him, I said, dude, you inspired me to get going. And, and, uh, I said, I just wrote a book last week. He goes, a week, what do you, it takes me like a year. Yeah. Know? Well, a lot and, of us. And it, 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 it does, you know, I mean, like by the time you, you know, you, you sort of write it, you, edit it you get done you know but by, by the time it comes out of course it, it is about a year you know what i mean but but yeah it's you know in in that in the process of that i was you think about okay well what do i write about i've, I've been in the obvious all right i've been megadeth and you know blah 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 and and you know that's really what it was it was sort of the recap of of these last several years of the mp label group combat ellison coffee just all these different things yeah. and just kind of uh, largely the story behind that and then by nature the combat component took it back into the earliest days of Megadeth. So there was a nice tie in and everything, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, base story and me and Frank Bellow finally getting our album out this year. And that's a know, long time know, coming, just, man. That's a long time coming. You guys have been talking about that for quite a while now, from what I understand. It was. And you know, the truth of it is, is, you know, there's some of these things you can only work on when the time allows. And I mean, obviously nobody's busier touring than Anthrax. And, right. And, and we've, you know, they did three years off their last album, kind of how we did three years off Dystopia. And, you know, but this last, you know, last 15 months or so for me has mostly been off the road, um, which is why I, you know, came up with Bay Story and doing some of these other things to, you know, um, kind of just stay out there with the fans and be, you know, be doing that. And, of course, we put the Metal Allegiance album out, um, on Nuclear Blast, back in September. And, of course, those are always kind of big events and, you know, that's why when, when uh, Mark Mengi, my you know, my partner in the band, he called, he said, look, I think I want to do a run of dates in April. Um, and, you know, kind of a nice little West Coast run here, of which is Phoenix, L.A., Vegas, and uh, San Francisco. And, um, and yeah, it's like, yeah, we, we should. You know, we don't get to work very much with Metal Legions because, again. Yeah, everybody's got busy schedules. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got a, yeah, you got a lot of guys on this tour, man, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. It's and it's the fifth anniversary tour, Cats. too. Yeah. 
you know? It is. Yeah. Well, while everybody's doing 40th and 50th anniversary, we're doing five, you know? So, <laughs> but, 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 which I thought was kind of funny. It had, it had a good, good sense of humor about it. You know? Well, for our listeners that are, that are not familiar, they got, you've got, you've got Chuck Billy, you've got Alex Skolnick from Testament. You've got John Bush. Mm-hmm. From Armored Saint, you got Max Cavalera, you got Gary Holt, right. you got Mike Portnoy, we got Troy Sanders from Mastodon, you got Zetro from Exodus. I think at least on one yeah. of the shows, right? Or is he on all of them? Yeah, Zetro is going to do the San Francisco show. Is actually it's funny. It, it, it tied in nicely around the, the premiere of the Murder in the Front Mo- Row movie, which uh-huh. um, is going to premiere. They're going to they're going to basically screen it. I think at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and then that night is the uh, then is the big meet and greets, and then there's the uh, then there's the Metal Legion show. We're kind of like the house band for that, and we're wow. gonna have the Exodus guys there. And you know, so what we tried to do on this run is is really bring out the flavor of the scene. Uh, obviously, Exodus, Murder in the Front Row for San Francisco. Um, we've got, uh, uh, Chris from five finger death punch is joining us as oh, well cool. as maybe a couple of other guests over in Vegas Yeah, here in, uh, here in Phoenix where, where I'm at, where we kick off on uh, Wednesday night, we have sacred Reich, Flotsman jets and Max Cavalera. Um, and of course myself, um, you know, we're probably only missing Alice Cooper and we'd pretty much have the, <laughs> and then maybe Rob Alford and we'd have the entire, <laughs> yeah. we'd have anybody who's ever been part of Phoenix metal would be there, you know? Got to go. Fi- um, you got to go find the guys from Surgical Steel and dig them up and throw them up there too. You know, <laughs> totally. So totally. you know, it's so funny you say that because I was just re- I'm reading KK Downing's memoir right now, and uh, uh, him, it's funny I'm reading him and, and Nick Menza reading both their memoirs. Yeah. And KK was literally where the part of his book he was just talking about how he uh, how Rob Halford is Jim Evans is that his name? He was from Surgical Steel. I think, he was right? one of them. I know. Like I know Scott singer. Travis was in that band, and I know. Um, yeah. What was his name? The singer uh, that was with uh, their singer for the band. He was actually uh, was Racer. It? Yeah, he was in Racer Rats yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's funny. That was the tie-in because he's talking about how Scott Travis joined the band around Painkiller. You're right. That's exactly yeah. who was Jim Evans, and I guess they all knew each other from from uh, Racer X and. Rob knew Jim, I guess, or somebody. I think it was Jim from Surgical Steel. So, you know, and again, that's you look. I mean, talk about you know the metal, the allegiance of metal. I mean, sure, that's what it is. You know? Sure, it's like we're all buddies. We're all we all share the same record collection, and it's fun to when we get a couple minutes away from our main you know day gig bands. It's fun to step out with our buddies and just fire off some tunes, and that's and what we do in Metal Legion. And it's awesome that you do that. You know, with Mark Menge, he's such a good guy. He's such he's such a buddy to so many of these bands, and he worked you know in the in the the equipment industry for so long, and it was so cool because he made all right. these friends. He said, "Let's go out and do a tour together," and you know, it's awesome. It's yeah. it's you can see it's like a gang of guys that just really really like each other when you're on stage, as opposed to you know, yeah, okay, it's exactly these guys are on this side, and, and these guys from- are on that side. You know. And we come from some different from from different backgrounds too. Absolutely. I mean, when we were getting when we were writing the first record, you know, I'm I'm Megadeth, but me and Skolnick have been close with each other with Testament Megadeth with the Thrash team. But same time, I also do, as you can hear with me and Frank's record, some kind of just more mainstream rock stuff, not just only Thrash. Mm-hmm. Skolnick, of course, is a is a college educated jazz musician. Yeah, Portnoy is yeah. a, a a prog hero. Um, Mengi, we didn't really know what he was going to bring in, and he brought in this kind of Pantera meets Black Sabbath swagger about his mm-hmm. music, and and you know we really we realized, God, the four of us, as much as we're 
friends in the metal scene and, and so much alike that it was really our differences that really came together and, and made this unique collaboration on these records that we're doing. So, and then like I say, to call up our friends like Troy from Mastodon and yep. John Bush and, you know, bring our buddies in and have and them Max. participate and even, Oh, Max, he takes it to a whole know, other Max, level. You know, he takes it to a total yeah, I mean, other Max, level. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We had this one song. It was a song that I mostly composed this, this voodoo of the godsend. It was something that when uh, me and Skolnick and Portnoy were, we did a writing section together and, and wrote four of the tunes. And there's this moment I said, you know, let's, so, you know, again, the first record was pretty thrash and, you know, it kind of went back to our probably our age group. Um, and I said, you know, this new record, we should really think about European artists. We should, you know, maybe get out of our own thrash comfort zones and like, you know, well, how would Godsmack write? How would Sepultura write? How would, you know, um, maybe a more modern thrash thrash band writer, a modern metal band? How would they write? And so I just kind of picked up the guitar and started chugging some riffs, and that's how the Voodoo of the Godsend came about. And, and we didn't have a singer on it, and Mengi called me, and he goes, dude, what about getting Max to sing on that? He goes, I, I said, dude, that's an awesome idea. So I hit Max, I hit his wife, Gloria, and I said, hey, would Max you know, want to, you know, give a listen to this track. And it turns out he was in the studio, same studio where I was going to go record my, uh, how about my that, huh? tracks for the, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, winds up and, and it was so fun for me because Max has been so kind to me. He's sure. had me playing a couple of Soulfly records and had me tour with him. And so it was fun for me to offer something back to him. Like say, Hey, you know what? You've been kind to me. Come over here, play, come over to my campus and, and let's, let's write a tune together. And so it's just so cool to have him part of this. I like this. It's like methodical metalheads, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> methodical yet brotherly. You yes, know? exactly. Exactly. Well, it's a cool tour. Got, this coming Wednesday, you're going to be at the Van Buren in your hometown of Phoenix. Uh, yep. That's going to go off in a big way. Uh, you got Thursday, yep. the next night, the 18th, at the Blasco Theater in Los Angeles. That's downtown, correct, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I've never been to that theater Neither before, have I. So it's... Uh... Yeah, down by I think down kind of down by the Staples Center and right. that whole area down right. there. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah. So that which is kind of cool. You know, it's so funny down. You know, I lived in L.A. for ten years. And, you know, downtown had nothing going on. You know, unless you're in banking or drugs. You know, now it had so- nothing going on. And now, <laughs> now yeah, the- it's like this cool scene. You know what I mean? There's like yeah. they got the Grammy Museum. There's this whole. You know, it's this cool arts, you know, the Fashion Institute is there. There's this whole kind of cool, hip arts music community down there. So it's, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what the theater is. I think it's yeah, well, be a lot of fun. They've resurrected a lot of old vaudeville theaters down there, and they've turned them into live music places. And I'm all about that, man. So I guess that's that's going to be yeah. part of it as well. So, so that's Thursday. That's yeah. the 18th. And then the 19th, the next night, you're out in the House of Blues in Las Vegas, which is always a blast. Yep. It's such a great stage out there and a big... That's probably yep. the best set up of all the House of Blues, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of being able to see, you know, from all points. Yeah. Of, you know, it's got the best yeah. viewing of all of them. And uh, then the next night, Saturday, you're at the Fillmore in San Francisco, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's going to be, you know, yeah, the legendary exactly. Fillmore, Super. you know? Yep, exactly. So it's and that that that's going to be a pretty big shindig up there. Like say again around this this murder in the front row movie, which a bunch of us are are are. It's a documentary film about the Bay Area thrash scene, but 
there's a bunch of us that are in it. Dave's in it. I'm in it. Uh, obviously, the Exodus guys. So it's yeah, it's it'll be kind of a nice thrash metal homecoming there to the Bay Area on Saturday. It's funny you're becoming like a movie star. I've seen you in so many music documentaries over the last couple of years. Man. You know, I saw you in Band versus Brand. You know, our buddy Bob Nalbandian's movies. Yeah. You know, I see you in a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, so you're uh, you're well, definitely you're definitely you know, out there, man. They asked me to do it, and I always say yes. You know, and you and, it, and again, lot, yeah, you know, people, a lot of people, especially like Bob and you know, friends, my friend Fran Strine, he and Jason Hook were doing, uh, you know, the the hired gun film that they got their deal with Netflix, and you know, these things are they're always driven by passion, and it's mm-hmm. a labor of love, and that's why they want to get it up and running. And I'm always there to help them, man, because we all we all are cheerleading and championing some passion of ours and it's nice when you can call people and they say sure man whatever you want you know i i I call in favors with people so when people call me i try to be very agreeable and be the wind in their sails well dude you are also the grammy award-winning uh david elveson too i might add too huh (laughs) well yeah now now we can add that (laughs) yeah add add that to the pile of uh pile of either trouble or goodwill you're gonna have have to get a a whole new mantelpiece for your fireplace these days to put all these awards on (laughs) so well it's funny i have the grammy looking at it's right here in my my home office which is also serves as my little workstation studio wow just sitting underneath of a of a Megadeth uh, euthanasia gold record from Argentina. Um, so I, you know, it's it's you know, but you know what I really want to put up is I think this is awesome Judas Priest poster that somebody gave me from back in like I don't know probably the Screaming for Vengeance days. And I was thinking it's like you know, it's nice to have your accolades on your wall, but you know you don't you can't see too much of yourself. Otherwise, it's like living in a room of mirrors and all you see right. is you. So I right. need to get this. I need to get this Judas Priest poster up so I can look at my heroes and you know remember why I started doing this too. I got a room in my house for the very same thing, dude. I think uh, there's probably I think I'm almost positive there's an autographed picture of you up there as well. So from, uh, from nice. many many moons ago, but uh, dude, this is going to be great. I'm I'm really excited about this. Now people can get uh, tickets basically anywhere tickets are sold these days. I'm sure there's different outlets to uh, to get into the Metal Allegiance shows that are happening this week. So um, yeah, know. pretty much, and also MetalAllegiance.com. I know we've got yep. uh, a link or a, to kind of point you there. I'm it's, I think it's the Live Nation show, so LiveNation.com. And of course, if you just go to the door and you know go old school metal and show up at the door and buy a ticket, um, tickets will be there. So yeah, look forward to seeing everybody, man. It'll be a good, good time to get back to L.A. And, and rock the hometown team there. Oh, man, it's going to be so much fun. I wish I had some time to get out there this week. And this week is just there's there's no way. I'm just I'm yep. everywhere. I, but I, I, know I, where to fi- I know where to find you. There's a million other places in that, you know, that I know <laughs> where to find David yep. Elveson if I need him because you're just everywhere, yep. dude. You got the big Megadeth yep. cruise coming up, the Mega Cruise coming up in October, which I know we're going yep. to have you back on the show to talk about all these other things that you got going on. You got Psycho Las Vegas that you guys just announced you're going to be playing at. That's in August. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got, you know, God, you got your record with Frank, which we just alluded to. Um, yeah. Man, you know, everything. It's just you're, you're like the yeah. busiest guy in rock these days, and I love it because it can't happen to a nicer guy yeah. than you, you know? so. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's just, again, a lot of fans that have just been so supportive. And, you know, all these things are really just about kind of taking it all back out to the fans. Man. Yep. They just were so lucky. We've got this huge fan base around the world. They they come out and support the things we do. And um, obviously, we're working on a new Megadeth album, um, you know, now, actually, and and, uh, and other stuff in the works on that front. So it's 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 good, man. It's got a, got a lot of 
lot of fun things, and it's nice to wake up and be creative every day. Did cool. you ever think all this stuff was going to be uh, possible when you were thinking back to the beginnings of this book? You know, like when you're first starting out with Megadeth, that all these things are going to be coming uh, to be, you know, so to speak? You know, it's interesting. I did. Um, Megadeth was a band when I met Dave. And again, I didn't know that it would look like this. You know, you, you had to be on the phone with Junkman talking about Metal Legion. You know, I didn't maybe know this detail of it. But, you know, the truth of it is, when I met Dave, it's like, you know what? There was something in the air, man. I mean, you could feel that this was gonna this was gonna be big. And and I also knew it was not gonna happen overnight, that it was it was a real metal band and it, it was gonna have a big lift. Of course he was just got out of Metallica, so there was a lot of right. interest. Um and uh I think a lot of people were looking at him like, Hey, what's his new bass player like? He just got done playing with Cliff Burton and we really liked him. So is his new bass player good? Like who is this guy? You know? <laughs> and so which in a large way helped really, I think, create this this really frontline lead bass dynamic that I get to enjoy in Megadeth, you know, that it's the bass is a real anchor instrument for a lot of the songs. Um it's not just a back <laughs> a background instrument, it's a lead instrument and, and it really you know, it really helped me enjoy playing bass just that much more, you know, knowing that I'm a, a real frontline member of a, of a band that we started. So, um, but yeah, just the overall, the arc of Megadeth, you could just feel, man, there was, there was, there was some real cool voodoo in this one, you know, and some good magic. So I think the biggest thing, you know, like I would say, the hardest part is starting the band. The second hardest part is keeping it together and keeping it on the track. And we've been able to do both and we're very fortunate for that. And again, the title of the book? Uh, my new book is called More Life with Death. My first memoir was called My Life with Death. This one is More Life. More Life with Death. So in, in a way, a sequel title, but not really a sequel. It's just more info, correct? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, you know, I, I did dovetail a little bit on a few things that I talked about in the first book, just kind of for historical reference. You know, like as I was writing it, my partner, Tom, would always say, it's like, you know, when you go see the new Spider-Man movie, they always sort of do a recap of the one before it. Right. So this way, if you didn't see the one before it, you kind of want to be brought up to speed. You know, you want to be, you know. So we did a little bit of that, and and just kind of for historical reference. But yeah, all pretty much otherwise, all all new stuff. And and like I said, I really went back into the early days of Megadeth, um, uh, especially with now me owning, you know, relaunching Combat Records, uh, the band's first label. And yeah. what was cool about that, Junkman, as I noticed, you know, that like the the '90s kind of rest in peace on. I mean, that story's largely been told. You know, it's it's been out there. Um, it's on the internet. It was on MTV. There's the, the press and everything was, was, was pretty big around that time. But the early days in the eighties, that's largely the untold story. And that's the story that I really chose to focus on. And, and the true the fans, that's really what they love to dig into. You know, they want to know all those yes. questions that they've had for years. And this is, this is a great yep. way for them to, uh, to find out. Plus, you know, it's, it's kind of easy. You want, okay. You want to know about this, you know, instead of having like, you know, an hour interview with me, you can cut it a little bit short and say, Hey, read the book, you know, <laughs> you yeah, want me to yeah. answer that question? <laughs> I don't want to go back 25 years. Go read the book. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start using that junk man i'm gonna my friend junk man said read the book read yeah. the book forget asking me questions I about like the, you know like when i when i <laughs> i listen to all these quote unquote journalists you know and they've got something mm-hmm. they've got a guy that's been playing for a while such as yourself and you've got new things to push but they delve right into well 35 years ago i went to see you and blah blah and it makes me ill it's got to make you just like your head twist around like you know 
completely hearing no, people no, asking you these is, things. Now you could just say, the hey, read of, the book. It's right there. Yeah. You know? Well, now you can say read the book. But, you know, the truth <laughs> of it is, is, you know, we, we again, there's, there's I've grown up in, in obviously, in Megadeth since I was 18 when we started the band. Yeah. And uh, there's these generations that have just grown up with us. So it's like, you know, you never know if people are like, hey, I just bought Dystopia. It's my first Megadeth album. Or, hey, man, I bought Killing is My Business. And sometimes the people that are into Killing is My Business are teenagers. Right. They're like, geez, really? Like, that's the album, you know? Um, so, you know, you just never know when people come into your wheelhouse and discover your band and, they, and, and which record, which song, which moment of our legacy really is sort of their voice, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I try to be respectful for that. That's, you a, just don't that's, know, that's you know. a great way of looking at it. That's a great way of looking at it, man. It's uh that's awesome. Yeah. Now, will you be, I obviously with everything else you got going on, will there be time to do an actual book tour for this or not? There will. Uh, and in July, I'm tying it around uh base story. I think I might call it book story, uh, just to change it up a little bit. Um, That's great. Because I started doing base. Yeah, I started doing base story, which was essentially kind of my solo storyteller night out kind of um, events. And I was, I've done them around the world now. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing, um, you know, the, uh, the, you know, tying base story in with the book now, which I think really adds even more to it. Because along with it, I'm also releasing this solo album on combat. Um, which, you know, this, I, I, God knew that I would ever end up back on combat records myself as an artist because we did not have such a great experience, which again is in the book by the book. Um, but, uh, you know, we, our early days with combat, they were just a very young little label and, you know, largely combat became the house that Megadeth built, um, because of our, you know, we, then we got signed to Capitol records on album two and, you know, we went on to, you know, carve up and pave a pretty cool path for, you know, for, for, uh, for combat. And, but combat has had these, you know, and again, the circle jerks, Exodus, merciful fate, you know, sword, all these great yeah. artists that were on, were on the label. And, and so, you know, now to be the one to relaunch it and have it inside my label wheelhouse is really cool because it, I'm reminded by other people, um, you know, that grew up in that era that go, man, combat records to us was, it was, it was, it was iconic, man. It just had such all these cool bands we grew up on. So, you know, for me to put my own album out and you know, it's, it's solo album, but it, it, it's got a couple of new tracks that I, that I wrote. Um, and then it also has some stuff it has got like some F5 demos, you know, um, that we, that are super awesome. I've been wanting to put these out for yeah, years. Yeah. I remember when they came out and, and they were just, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the demos are really cool because they're, they, they, they've got a, a kind of a heavier, darker sound yep. to them. There's also some things I co-wrote, um, back in the early nineties. We were on a break in 93 on the countdown to extinction tour. I went into a, a really heavy songwriting mode with a friend of mine in, in LA um, and one of the songs, ironically, uh, John Bush sang on a song called "If You Were God," and um, and then I also had David Glenn Isley, who was in Jeffrey and House yep. of Lords. He sang on some stuff for me. So yeah, so these I'm I'm kind of purging the vaults of these these tracks I've just been sitting on that I just really wanted people to hear, and now is the time. So I'm going to put that out to coincide with the new book, and that'll be great for book story and Bay story. Well, you know, also too, I know with this with this label, I know you're involved with a lot of new bands and things like that. You know, getting new bands started. Will you be adding new bands to Combat Records as well, or is that going to be a different entity yeah, altogether? We, we we are no, we, you know, Combat. We really want to really. It's important with that label because there were some records put out during I don't know the two thousands um, 
by another, you know, sort of set of people that had owned or were overseeing the label and the brand at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and uh, to me and, I, and, I, and my team, we feel it's super important that this be a thrash punk rock, you know, probably more thrash, but, you know, that it really retained that original identity of, yep. what, of the relevance that combat had. And it's really important. So we're very choosy about who actually goes on the combat brand versus who just goes maybe just straight to, you know, the EMP label group brand. Um, so it's, um, you know, it, but it's, it, but it's also fun because it, it's, it's, it's important to just really have the proper identity with it. Well, I know you, uh, you, you got a limited amount of time, dude. I really appreciate you, uh, you calling in with us, uh, just to recap metal allegiance. will be playing, uh, this coming Wednesday, the 17th at the Van Buren in Phoenix, Thursday, the 18th at the Blasco Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, Friday, the 19th at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. And Saturday, the 20th, 420, dude, at the Fillmore in San Francisco. Boy, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I I would imagine, ingestibles going on in that house that night. (laughs) In the whole city, actually, you know? (laughs) In the old city, man. Full Um, old school thrash metal, man. Dude, Chuck. So cool. Fly the the banner, man. Yeah, exactly. Chuck, Billy, Alex Skolnick, John Bush, Max Cavalera, Gary Holt, Mike Portnoy, Troy Sanders from Mastodon, Steve Zetra, Sousa from from Exodus, Mark Mengi, and of course our good friend Dave Ellison, and more, and surprises all throughout the tour. So get your tickets this week and right now, as a matter of fact, because it's going on this whole week. It's going to be a rockin' mega week. So, um, dude, you've got this track that uh, from from Metal Allegiance that I've got over here that I was listening to before. If you cannot get fired up by listening to John Bush on vocals, there's something seriously wrong with you or your tone deaf. Um, tell us about the song Bound by Silence, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, Bound by Silence is actually a song that uh, Mark Mengi wrote. And, and you know, as we write these, we we then think about who would be the proper voice to sing it. Um, this is not the kind of band where we go, let's get famous people and then figure the right. music out later. The music always comes first on this. And so as a personal song to Mark and, and, and uh, you know, John Bush's name came up and, you know, John was for quite a few years, kind of went off the radar. You know, he was yep. really at home with his family and yep. didn't want to be out touring. And, and so we all respected that. But then as Armored Saints has come back out in the last couple of years, you know, John has really made himself available and so happy to have him on the tour. And, and I mean, this song right here is just a perfect example of why he's a part of Metal Legion's. Absolutely, man. It's just, it's a killer. You know, it's funny, interesting, too. He and I, well, he was actually, during those years, he was an actual DJ at knac.com where I where I did shows for years in, in uh, when we were at the old studio on, in Santa Monica. And he was doing mornings, and I was doing overnight, so John and I used to do crossovers. Like, <laughs> nice. he's getting off of work, yeah. and I'm getting on, you know, I'm getting off of work, and he's getting on. <laughs> And he was the morning guy there for a little while. So, yeah, he's a busy guy. But, yeah, this this track yeah. completely cranks. So, dude, I, I really appreciate you calling on. And, uh, dude, we'll, we'll definitely talk uh, some more about all your other stuff uh, after uh, this tour ends. And, uh, Sounds you know, good, Junk you, Man. You always got a place here at Junk Man Radio, my friend. So hang on the line just Thanks. for a second, appreciate okay? I'm going to crank this one out. This is, uh, this is called Bound by Silence, and it's uh, Metal Allegiance featuring our good friend John Bush on the vocals. Crank it. Hang on just for a second there, Dave. Again, it's David Elveson. Thanks, man.
Junk Man Radio. Oh, man, I messed up the end of that. Bound by Silence, that's Metal Allegiance featuring John Bush from, from Armored Saint on the vocals. That will definitely get you fired up, as I mentioned. Holy smokes. Anytime you listen to John Bush, man, you just want to start beating your chest like King Kong because <laughs> he's just, uh, he knows how to fire up a crowd. Uh, well, again, my thanks to David Olufsen for calling in here at Junkman Radio, letting us all in about uh, all the things that are happening. Uh, just at, not even all the things that are happening with, with him these days, but part of them. That's uh, all about the Metal Allegiance Tour, again, happening this week in uh, four different cities. Go check them out. Go Google them. Metal Allegiance. You'll find them anywhere you want, social media-wise. Google them and find out separate websites or ticket places where you can find things, uh, you know, tickets for the shows, any of that. But, yeah, he's got so much more. We have confirmed that we will be having another chat with him uh, after this tour just to cover all the rest of the stuff. I think it's probably the first guest that I've had on the show where I've had them on, on multiple times to promote everything they've had going on in one year. This is going to be a trip because he's just got, you know, there's Megadeth, there's this. He's got a coffee brand. He's got a record labels. He's got uh, new records coming out, um, new bands that he's working with. There's just so much stuff going on with David Ellison these days and the guys in Megadeth and everybody affiliated with that. It's just, uh, wow, really, really cool to hear and see somebody that busy doing stuff that he loves. So, again, my thanks to David Ellison for calling in here at Junk Man Radio.